0: Well, first service after the video and having to get right up here, I was like, this is not fair for me to have to preach after that. And then second service, I was like, all right, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be good because I've already seen the video and all the random people from my previous churches and lives uh, popped up. But man, I was not ready for the praying over us. And Kyle, you should have been the one preaching. <laughs> like, this is just not fair. Um, it's a joy to be able to call myself as a part of your family and it's a joy to be able to walk alongside you in all of your journeys um, one of the things I shared in first service is that um, when Kyle and I were talking about if, if I was the right person the right fit um, he said to me that I don't need an associate I just need a teammate I need a partner and it's exactly what I feel like we have and I'm thankful for that you don't always get that um, as an associate pastor with your senior pastor um, and it makes it a joy and it makes it so easy to um, do ministry here but also you make it easy to love you and I thank you for all the love that you've already extended to my family. Um, my husband and I were talking about it this weekend um, how overwhelmed we have been at how fast, both of our congregations have supported us and loved us. And so I thank you for that. And I look forward um, to what God has in store for each of us and for Kyle and I, um, as we journey together to see where God is taking our church. Steve did a great job in his prayer. Um, I think either he read ahead on what we were supposed to preach about today or that the Holy Spirit did what the Holy Spirit does and provided a runway for us to kick off our last Sunday and our word to the wise sermon series. He kept talking about wisdom and seeking out that godly wisdom as we take our next steps as a church. And well, don't you know, it? our last word that we're, um, seeing that God highlights within this letter to Ephesians is the word wise. And today we're going to step into that word wise and to see that there is this constant push and pull that lives within us to live a life that is either, as Paul describes, unwise or wise. I like to put it as a life that is guided by earthly wisdom or a life that is guided by godly wisdom. And wouldn't you know it, and I was telling someone this earlier, that if you just look hard enough, you'll see that God grants you examples of all the different scriptures and the different lessons within your own life. And I get to look back to a moment with my children in the most recent past of how we are pushed and pulled into those two different paths. But before we do that, I want to take a moment to center ourselves because it has been an emotional day, and um, and I need recentering as always. And so, just a few weeks, um, we did it a little differently, and I loved how um, I loved what the Holy Spirit did in the midst of it. So, I'm gonna ask you to do it again, um, instead of just not just praying, but instead of petitioning our God like we normally do in the ways we normally do it, I want to read our scripture today and for you to close your eyes and for you to hear God's holy words that were written thousands of years ago to ring true within your ears and your hearts and your minds here and now. So if you close your eyes with me. Be very careful then how you live Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days they are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your hearts to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord. Gracious God. Creator, Comforter, Provider, Savior. May your words, written through Paul, reach a place within us that begins to birth a new passion a new level of relationship with you, a new way of seeking and a new way of hearing your voice and being guided by your steps and not our steps. Lord, would you challenge us this morning in just the right way that we need to change our ways so that it is your will that is done here on earth. Amen. Now, I don't know if I've said this before, but I think I've said it a couple of times in different pockets and areas that I've been with you is that fall is my favorite time of year. I love pumpkins. If you go to my husband's church, I have all the pumpkins you can walk. We still have pumpkins. You got a couple of days you want to come and get a pumpkin. Headland Methodist Church, just a little plug there for you. But is that I love pumpkins. I love pumpkin spice lattes. Yes, I am that person who waits till August 29th and cannot wait to get a pumpkin. Pumpkin spice latte. It is fabulous. It is the taste of fall. Fight me on it. I will challenge you with it, okay? And I love to do all the family things during fall, for there are 10,000 fall festivals. Who's been to at least one? Who's been to five, right? There's all, like, every single day of the week, there's a fall festival in October. You can go do something. Well, when my girls were little, around five and seven, we created this new fall tradition that still stands true today. That we love to go to a corn maze. Specifically, when they were five and seven, we discovered corn dodgers. Has anyone ever been to corn dodgers? Only a few of you? There's got to be a lot of you that have been. Okay, so Corn Dodgers, it's super fantastic. It's grown over the years. And when they were five and seven, we adored what they now call the fairy tale corn maze. It was magical for it has the little storybook, beautiful in color that you read, and then it helps you decipher do you turn right or left? It's almost completely impossible for you to get lost in the fairy tale corn maze. And so we had the best time as mom and daughters by ourselves in that corn maze, and we decided to make it an annual tradition, and we did it when we lived in the Wiregrass for several years. We moved to Mobile. We didn't get a chance to go back to it because it's a long drive, but then when we moved back to the Wiregrass, you know what we figured out? Our new home in Headland, it is five minutes away from Corn Dodgers five minutes away from corn dodgers, and immediately my kids are like, mom, are we going to go to the corn maze this fall? And I said, the moment it opens up, we were there for the very first day, we'll go and we'll enjoy the gloriousness that corn mazes are. Some of you laugh. Do you know that going through a corn maze with teenagers and preteens, completely different them five- and seven-year-olds. Wouldn't you know that the fairytale corn maze is no longer acceptable in their books, for it's just plain boring to them, and you now have to enter into what they call, I think, is the mega maze. Has anyone lived the tale of the mega maze? Now, we did, but barely. So, do you know when you go to corn dodgers, you get a passport. When you first get in, they give you a little sheet, quote unquote, corn dodgers passport. And it has number one, number two, so on and so forth. And it's supposed to help you survive, I say survive, not just get through, but survive the mega maze corn maze. If you've been there, you know, it is worth nothing it does not help you whatsoever for the most part because you can't even begin to find the little pole that has number one on it to tell you which one to turn right or left to if you get the answer right on the thing. Now, with teenagers, you have to divide and conquer, or better yet, everything's a competition, and you divide up in teams, and they had their best friends with them, so we had three different teams, and we scattered it so that no one could cheat, and no one could see who went right, who went left, where they did, and where they were going. Mistake number one. Now, I had my husband and my son And we let the the teenagers and their best friends go off and do their thing. Well, come to find out, as we were trying to use the passport to turn right or turn left, we were doing it the wrong way because we didn't realize you had to wait till number one to find out where you're going. And we got lost, and I didn't know where the heck my kids were. I couldn't even hear them any longer. And I began to have a little bit of a pain attack, wondering if we were gonna even make it through and if my kids were ever gonna make it through, and I was gonna to have to pull out Life 360 to find them. But my husband's super fantastic. He did logistics in the Marine Corps, he has a better sense of direction. Okay, he has all the sense of direction because I have no sense of direction. And we finally made it to the little bridge that's in the middle of the corn maze, there's a bridge in the middle of the corn maze, I think its sole purpose is for you to get up and find all the people that you have lost along the way. So I get up, and I'm like, I haven't heard from my kids in a very long time. What felt like two hours, I think was like maybe 25 minutes at that point. And I begin to scan the rows of the corn. Do you think I found them? Do you realize that your kids are shorter than those corn stalks? Even the tall kid was with him. I couldn't even see the top of his head. So I got on the bridge of that platform, and I said, if you can hear me, raise your hands. If you can hear me, jump up and down. You started seeing little heads go boop, boop, boop. I was like, there's one, there's one. Oh my gosh, there's another one. So then I started saying, if you can hear me, Come to my voice. If you can hear me, make your way towards me. Now, I said earlier that if you're paying attention close enough, God will always teach you the lessons we find in Scripture in your everyday life. And the way that my two daughters responded to that call to come to my voice perfectly illustrates... The push and pull that Paul talks about that lives within us. A life that is guided by our own understanding, our own emotions, our own desires, our own understanding of right and wrong. Or a life that is guided by his understanding, his way of right and wrong, his bird's eye view, the entire picture of our life in the world. My eldest, she is quote unquote perfectly a firstborn child. Do you know what I mean by that? Everything is black and white, everything is right or wrong, and she does not go against the grain, she does not go against um, the rules. Unless she's in my house, and then it's all, bets are off. But in the whole world, that's the way she is. So immediately when I said, if you can hear me, come to my voice, what did she do? She began to make her way towards me. And then when she got to a spot that she couldn't hear me, she'd say, mom, yell a little bit louder. And then I would yell again. And then she'd say, mom, right or left? And I would say right. And she went Right. But that middle child, has anyone else got a middle kid that's specifically a daughter? You know the rule of thumb that parents always tell you? Oh, I can't wait till you have kids. You're going to get everything that you gave us. That's my middle kid. I love her dearly. Clay actually says she's my favorite. Um, Right now, she's 12. That might be a little hazy, but she challenges everything that I say and do. And so when I said, come to me, be guided by my voice, she said, the heck with you, mom, I got this. And I said, hey, you didn't go right. She said, mom, I'm going left. Anybody got a kid like that? They perfectly showed me the push and pull of what Paul warns the Ephesians about. A life that is centered under unwise decisions, better put as earthly wisdom, or a life that is centered upon God's wisdom. You see, my middle child, she couldn't get to that point just yet. She finally got there after push and pull, but she couldn't get to that point immediately that maybe, just maybe, I had a better understanding of the entire maze that set out before her. That maybe, just maybe, I had something, some kind of knowledge that knew a little bit more than she did. My oldest, she knew in the depths of her soul that mom had a better layout of the twists and turns that laid out before her. She knew that I had a higher above perspective of everything before her. And so without question, she said, okay, mom, let's go your Way. Which way are you going? Which path do you tend to take? The one of my eldest or the one of my middle? If I'm honest with you this morning, that my life is riddled with more examples of the way that my middle tends to go, that I have always struggled with the fact that I tell God, I know better than you. I know that if you're calling me to the right, that I'm going to go left instead. And I don't care what you say or what you do, because I know better than you. Even when I got called to ministry way back when, when I was a teenager and tried to step into it, I said, God, this is not for me. You don't know better than me. I know you're calling me right, but I'm going to go left. And I know that that life is going to take me as far away from you as possible, but that's okay. I'm going to do it my way. And that's exactly what my medal did is so I stood on that platform, and I yelled for her to take right and left, and she did the exact opposite. She got further and further and further away. till she almost reached the point that I'm pretty sure that corn dodgers doesn't even own. <laughs> and she got to a part to where she couldn't even hear my voice. She could no longer identify the directions I was giving her. Which path do you take? A path that is guided by earthly wisdom. Or a path that's guided by godly wisdom. Now eventually, she huffed and she puffed. Huffed and puffed and blew the house down. Sorry, that just came in my head. But she huffed and she puffed. And she finally gave in after attempt after attempt after attempt and finally realizing how far in fact she was away from not just me but from the entrance and the exit. She finally gave in. A wise man once said, "For our Lord be upon him and lean onto his understanding and finally did that was humbled enough a mom knew when she got there have you ever had that? I have just listened to you to begin with. God, it wasn't nighttime by the time we got out of the court. But my daughters taught me a life centered upon my I'm thankful that my oldest daughter can, in fact, live a life that is centered upon. By simply trusting and relying on for she had spent amazing quality time, she knew that I loved her dearly and just wanted her safe and back with me. And she knew that all she needed to do was ask, and I would tell her which way to go. and knew that she could step into that path and that she would eventually make it back to me. Which path are you on? The glory and the amazingness of our God is no matter how far away you are from him, maybe in a place that you feel like he doesn't even own. It is not too far away from God. May you humble yourself before him and lean into the understanding of someone that knows more than you, that has the entire perspective not just your life, but the lives around them and the entire world. May you be more like my oldest and help me to be that too. For that's what we're called to do, is to help each other in the midst of this journey. Will you pray with me? Oh, gracious God, what a mighty day it's been. I thank you for the continual reminders of what a life can be when we lean not on our own understanding, but on yours. What a life and legacy we can leave behind when we continue to seek out your words and your, your voice, Lord, that we can make it out of anything that seems daunting. You are a mighty God, a gracious God that continues to search after us and to continues to stand on that platform yelling, if you can hear my voice, come to me. Lord, may your people this morning, your children who you love, with a love that we can't even comprehend, hear your calling and be guided safely to you. Amen.